welcome to the Authentic Feminine Ecstasy podcast, a place where we explore our innate intimate freedom. And I feel quite excited, exhilarated and vulnerable to be sharing with you today what I feel it's a worthwhile inquiry. So on my last episode, I completed by saying the possibility of sharing our innate pleasure, that pleasure that is in our body, when we allow the cosmic intelligence, the frequency we are, the energy we are, the consciousness we are, to come all the way down into our body. And from there sharing, coming into the world with that pleasure, with that fullness within, and the potency of our erotic power, which is our sense of aliveness. So from here, the question arises of how we to share this innate pleasure and erotic potency with our current structures of marriage, commitment and relationship. So this feels like a sensitive subject for us all. And I like to open this inquiry with a very simple reality within our human condition which is that we have two impulses in our human psyche. One is towards security, safety, structure, containment, and the other one is towards freedom, adventure, discovery, going it solo. So I'm bringing those two impulses which are innate in all of us because Within the structures up until now, there seems to be a compromise, a sacrifice. And again, the gap between those two drives within us, our compromise, are split in some way. Either we have security and we don't have freedom, or we have freedom and we don't have security. And all what security brings, the love, the coziness, the sense of safety and belonging and protection. So how are we going to move on and bring those two drives into the same basket? And as I'm opening the subject, I am feeling to share my experience I had um, last week when I was in London. And I went with my daughter to a, a planetarium and we were shown the night sky and the movements of the stars and the galaxies, which is absolutely beyond our limited mind intelligence. When we look at the dimensions, the light years, the absolute infinite of birthing and dying stars and galaxies. And what's obvious is that the universe is continuously expanding and contracting. And as I began to look at the human condition and our short visit on planet Earth seems to be moving as well towards expansion and contraction it being our breath, it being our bodies, it being the movement of consciousness itself. So we are continuously expanding and evolving and leaving behind 
what is no longer serving us and being integrated to the next movement onwards. So if we look at our consciousness up until now, it's been based on survival, what I call survival consciousness. And its main goal has been towards safety, procreation, security, tribe, protection, defense of what ensures our survival. And if we look at our history, we see that the whole colonization of the earth and how people began to structure themselves was to ensure that they survive against all the odds of nature other animals, and our neighboring tribes. And key to that infrastructure is the forming of the family. Family being the nucleus of what will stem the community, the people that we belong and we protect and we procreate with. And it's very important to, to see that how it was essential for us as we began to inhabit this planet we're in and began to find ways of surviving. The question now, is this basis of survival consciousness still what we need and where we are? Or have we reached a place that those values and those beliefs are now ready to be shifted, questioned, and expanded into the new. So we see that up until now, family has been the pillar of society. And unfaithfulness or any deviation from that, it is and it has been a threat and frown upon as it challenges that essential nucleus of safety and security. So the question again is, is it up to date, this structure? Is it still serving us? Or we no longer need to find our bond of belonging and love through that belief system that has accompanied us and serve us up until now. And if we see what's happening today, is that it's slowly but surely cracking. And marriages don't hold. Three out of five marriages end up in divorce. And new ways of thinking have been and are being explored, like open marriage, open relationships, polyamorous. And this is a time in which we see that we are searching and looking for another way of being together. And some people are beginning to talk about soul families rather than blood families. And we're no longer in proximity to our birthplace and close to our family of origin. People are traveling and moving and distance seems to be the way. The world is getting smaller and we're expanding in all directions. So how are we to lean to what is wanting to be born structurally 
without losing the values of love, commitment, honor, and all that brings us so much beauty and comfort, without it becoming a sort of loose, uh, free-for-all and liberty to use and shift people and relationships and become inclusive um, and become even addicted to sexual promiscuity and ending up in a emptiness and in a isolation of the soul of the heart. So this is the question I like to bring to us all. How are we to listen to what's wanting to be birthed? And linking it back into my last episode, the question is, if I am coming from a place of fullness, if I am caring, loving for all that I am, that includes my emotional, psychological inheritance full of beliefs and old structures, and my emerging and emergent capacity to bring attention to my body, to embody who I am, to open to my feelings, to allow the new to come through. As I'm becoming more integral and authentic and self-reflective, my walking into the world won't come from a place of lack, of emptiness, of more consuming the surroundings so that I can be alleviated from the anxiety of this emptiness that keeps us feeling lonely. And I always define loneliness as a state in which we are conscious of the loss of another. And the next step, if we fully allow this to happen, is aloneness, which is another way of saying all oneness, which is the presence to ourselves. So as this presence to ourselves begins to become visible to us and embodied in our energy field, then we will naturally feel more connected and more able to receive and give love, which is not an act of giving and receiving, but more an effortless occurrence when we actually move into our lives undefendedly. So again, not so much with that survival consciousness that we need to defend and protect and we don't trust, but more from a place of opening and, and surrendering and willing to experience life because one is anchored enough and safe enough to feel the root, to feel the mother that I was talking in earlier episodes. And what happens then is that there is an organic, authentic sharing of different parts of ourselves, like it could be from a mental exchange communication to a more emotional, to a more spiritual or physical with another. And each person we meet 
brings us a threat, an alchemy, a completion, and an expansion of what we're becoming. So we don't need to create kind of limited, fearful contracts in which all it does is it keeps us safe from all the unfelt of our ancestral line that was there given the structures we had for survival. So we are the generation to open to those feelings, to that discomfort of jealousy, threat, fear. What's going to happen with my bond if I respond to this situation, to this person, because I feel the call? It's not coming from lack, it's coming from expansion, from the truth of the moment. And we don't need to sign papers at the church or at any congregation or official place that makes it legal, that makes it watertight. That belongs to a survival consciousness, and there is nothing wrong with that. My question is, are we? readying to something new. And perhaps this inquiry and this kind of promiscuity that's in the air, this sexual freedom that's coming through in men, in women, this hunger after long-lived repression of the body, of the erotic, of the sexual, as it was seen as a lower basic drive that kept us away from God. So as we move out from this perception and we can see that our journey is more about bringing the divine, the intangible, the consciousness down into this body and live our experience on earth where all the different aspects of who we are can be exchanged, can be fulfilling, beautiful creative exchanges with one another that awakens us rather than leading us to fear, to right and wrong, to be based by a moral code that really keeps this sense of safety on the one hand and freedom on the other way apart in a state of non-reconciliation. And this is the inquiry. This is what I feel passionate about. And I can see a movement in the new generation carrying this dilemma in their hearts. It's like, it's not that there is fear of commitment. There is a longing to be honoring, respectful, loving of the deeper capacity to bond with one another. And at the same time, not put each other on a cage and throw the key. But trust the other individual that needs to be in their own unique inquiry and discoveries. And when we restrict one another from that freedom, well, we see what's been happening. People do it underground. People lie. People contort themselves and into shapes so that the other won't be hurt and therefore won't be angry with them and they will end up alone or abandoned. So we stay on in situations that no longer serve us because of that fear 
and that infrastructure inherent in us that tells us you got to be safe. You're going to end up lonely. So is this what I'm saying, that marriage, commitment, it's outdated, it's something bad and wrong and that no longer serves us? No, that's not the point. That would be going to the other extreme. But more the union of these two drives within us. And as we become closer to ourselves and we begin to open to the honesty of one another and the true capacity of intimacy, intimacy, this capacity to be vulnerable and honest and be seen in all our soft spots by another, leads naturally to a love that is allowing, that is freeing, that is encompassing of the journey of this other individual needs to take to arrive and to see himself, herself in all that he or she can be. And that's when we bring this intimate freedom, this possibility of love and freedom in the same basket. And my question and my experience so far is that our love and our relationship become more respectful and more honoring of one another. So, beloved listeners, at this point, I would love to have your opinions and your questions and your inquiry. So please feel free to write your reviews and your questions on the Apple podcast and we can carry on opening this timely subject of how can we create love and freedom in our bonds with others. And also I'm looking at inviting other people to share their experiences and how they are bringing this into their lives. Thank you for listening and let's continue. Mm-hmm.